do it. All right, what's going on, everybody? It is your boy, your cousin, your friend, your brother, <laughs> Tyronza Devontae Hicks, the opinionated brother himself. And of course, I'm coming right now with my Devontae's World blog, uh, the Black Men, Black Men Win series. Um, if you haven't uh, been checking out this series, I have um, all last year. I basically um, interviewed about 10 to 15 men that I knew and um, really asked them five dynamic questions because everybody has, asked, <laughs> has told me these questions have been very dynamic, uh, that they have to take time to write these, you know what I'm saying? And uh, these questions were, I, I came up with this vlog series because I want to support my black men, right? Mm -hmm. I, I think I have a, a, a deep, deep-rooted love for my black men and I want to see us succeed. So the purpose of this Black Men Win uh, showcase or blog series was to just um, showcase black men of all races, all colors, all ethnic backgrounds, mm -hmm. period, you know what I'm saying? Of everybody black, um, no matter what path they're going down. Uh, whether it be entertainment lawyer, you know, hair barber, Necessary. you know what I'm saying, uh, mechanic, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, just to showcase you and show you that you are loved. So, right now, our black man win in our first video. Hey, black man win, <laughs> right for the year. You understand what I'm saying? Is the man? I don't even know if he even deserves any like, you know, like he. This man is just, he is he is just, you know, and it ain't even a dog. You know what I'm saying? It, it's, it's my man, Fable the Port, a.k.a. Marcel. How's it going, everybody? Nice. Like, <laughs> right, what's hey. going on with you? Now, me and Marcel Good. have um, known each other for a few months. I got mm -hmm. to know him on my podcast, The Opinionated Brother, and I really got to know him um, checking out all of his, his poetry. One, I didn't know he was a poet. Right, uh, and then when I went to the diet, um, when I went to Star Garden, and I met you at Star Garden, it was a certain type of synergy—not just energy, but synergy—that I felt from him that it was genuine, right? And the love that he was just showing everybody in the room, right? <laughs> not just, not just, just himself, because when you, when you, when you start your own stuff, you, 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 you see that a lot of people can be very just you know, to themselves, very just in their own bubble. But with you, you are very inclusive. Thank you. You know, just like you're not exclusive, you're inclusive. Like you're just for everybody. And that continues to make your success even more successful. So uh, before we actually get into the questions, let the people I know uh, at home know who you are, um, what you do, you know what I'm saying? We already know. Our beautiful dog right here, you know, Zora. Zora, how uh, are you, Z? <laughs> uh, um, so, uh, yeah, my name is Marcel Price. A lot of people know me as Fable or Fable the Poet. Um, I'm the executive director of a startup nonprofit called the Diatribe. Yeah, with, shout out to the Diatribe. Hey, uh, we work with 20 to 30 schools a year doing after school programs, assemblies, and workshops where we use creative writing to help young people talk about the things they think they can't say. Um, we teach them about redlining, about gentrification, about the 1930s lending maps, and about how in a lot of our urban communities, 
uh, how our grandparents could not pass homes down to us because they were never approved to get homes. Yeah. Uh, we yeah. also teach them about how they can talk about mental health, about issues like toxic masculinity, about issues like um, things that they feel that they're struggling with, that society has told them that, no, that's not okay. You gotta you know, shove that down. You can't talk about it. Um, and use creative writing as a way to do so. Uh, I host a show called The Drunken Retort. Been there. It's hey. very dope. I need to go back. But school has been kicking my ass. So, you know, it's okay. But I'll be back. But, no, The Drunken Retort is really, really dope. Thank you. Thank you. A lot of people say it's one of the best shows in the country. Uh, it's a weekly open mic. We bring poets from all over the country uh, to perform. Um I, I think that's a huge honor because living in Grand Rapids, having it be compared Woo! to shows in New yeah. York, yeah, in yeah, Chicago, yeah, yeah. in Houston, not Texas. Not a big market here either. So yeah. to, to say that is huge. And I, and I, and I believe it too. I, yeah, I believe it. That means the world. Um, but yeah, I also uh, travel around, Fable the Poet, uh, speaking to colleges, universities, uh, really just sharing my story and showing people the importance of sharing their own stories as well. Um, I'm also a board member of Garfield Park Neighborhood Association, me? Um, and I try to be as involved in the community as much as possible. That's Fable the Poet, y'all. <laughs> you feel me? He is, he is just a dope. He's just dope, man. Like, this man is just crazy, talented, crazy, um, inspiring. Thank you. Like I said, when I met him, it was just an insp the, the synergy that I got from him. I love to um, surround myself with people who are definitely older than me, for one. And two, just surround myself with people who are a lot of like-minded, you know? And um, I, I look at him as an OG, you know what I'm saying? That's really blazing a path for people like me, may not be in the same field, the same path per se, but blazing it to the point where you can say like, no, you can do what you mm -hmm. wanna do, mm -hmm. do what you drink, have your dreams bigger than, than what you even see for yourself. You Very know, like so. it, your dreams, like when we talk, your dreams be huge, and I be like, <laughs> like yo, this man wants to accomplish so much, and I'm like, oh my god, I gotta step up, <laughs> step up, I gotta step up. So listen, Faye, we're not gonna take up too much of your time. All right, right, all right. But we do have a few questions, yeah. and like I said, these questions, as I've been told. Mm -hmm. By my past um, interviewees, that they are very dynamic in in their in their in their in what they're asking. All right, let's right? dive into some dynamic. All right, questions. so you already answered question number one, like right. what's your name, gas yourself, right. you already gas yourself, right. you did that, right? So number two, do you believe that as black men, uh, do we support each other enough, right? And then the second part of that question is like spiritually, emotionally, mentally, and physically. So do you believe that we support each other enough? in those areas no okay elaborate um so last weekend i got invited by uh, a really dynamic brother his name's uh jp3 mm -hmm. john peacock the mm third -hmm. um and he put together this monthly brunch mm -hmm. um that was specifically for black men, mm -hmm. uh, for people to come together to talk about the things that are going on in their community, mm -hmm. talk about the things that were going on with our sons, mm -hmm. to talk about the things that we need to do to support each other. Yeah. Um, and when I was at this brunch, um, there were city commissioners, mm -hmm. there were nonprofit professionals, yeah. there were for-profit professionals, people who worked at like GE, yeah. um, there were business owners, entrepreneurs, um, but it was really just a bunch of people coming together to politic um, to create space for each other. Yeah. Um, and I was like, when I left, I just like, 
took a deep breath, um, it felt so refreshed because I've never experienced that before. Yeah. Like just, just having space around nothing but black men talking about, hey, what are things that we need to do to support each other? Yeah. Um, what are things going on in our neighborhood? How do we mobilize? How do we get people there? Um, when it comes to politics, how can we use our social capital yeah. to change uh, uh, these things in our communities? Um, and it really just, listen, lady, that's enough. <laughs> give me, give me that. You are Stop. just doing a lot Stop. now. Stop. That's ridiculous. Relax now. Um, but it was really just about the importance of doing so. Um, and when I left, I was just like, I need to tell so many more friends about this. Mm -hmm. As soon as we get, um, as soon as he can create like a Facebook page or a Facebook group, I want to start inviting people. Um, just because I know so many people, people like yourself, people like Foster, people like yeah. other city officials uh, and business owners that really need to be involved with something like this. Yeah. Because in so many other communities, for example, like in the Latinx community, um, they have Latina network groups that show up for saying, each other yeah, and yeah, alley-oop job positions and things like that that I don't I don't see at least here in in Michigan and West Michigan especially I don't see that um, so I think that we definitely could do it more uh, and need to do it more whether it's emotional space or yeah. job opportunities yeah. or uh, financial opportunities or whatever, giving each other more face time, I feel like that's definitely necessary and we need to do it more. Okay, fam. <laughs> 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 okay. Now we get a lot of answers because I, I believe um, a lot of the answers that I've gotten so far have been around that, you know, that we need to do better, you mm -hmm. know. And, and of course, you, um, history has showed us that we definitely need to do better, but we, we, we couldn't do better kind of in a way you know um just with certain social and economical and financial um uh, barriers you know in front of us but i think we i always say like we're already in a time right now mm -hmm. where our culture can now learn from the mistakes that you know our ogs and our you know forefathers have made in our community and we can try and do better mm -hmm. I don't know if a lot of people have that same mentality, but you know, yeah, I, yeah, that's yeah. I, I absolutely agree, and I also think that it's complicated because I feel like, um, as a, if we're at a point right now um, where we are constantly fighting to survive, yeah, Ooh, then, yeah. then it's it's hard to build when you're constantly in survival mode. So I, I understand why a lot of people feel stuck Absolutely. and why a lot of people don't feel like they have the the, the mental capacity to add more to yeah. their plate. Yeah. Um, but that more, I feel like, will actually open up our capacity. Absolutely. That's why it's important. Absolutely. All right. Number three. Do we continue to let our generational curses um, in our community of black men hinder us from experiencing and realizing our true potential? Uh, some of us. Yeah, mm -hmm. I, I think, I don't know, that one's hard for me to generalize. Yeah. I definitely feel like a, a lot of folks do. I, I definitely feel like I'm somebody who, who has definitely let my past and my experiences and my upbringing uh, shape a lot of who I am, mm -hmm. some of which in positive ways, some of which in non-positive ways. Right, right. Um, but um, I know people out there who have definitely broke those patterns and broke those curses uh, yeah. and who are out here living and thriving. Absolutely. Um, but I mean, that's definitely something that we need to focus on. But to tie into your first question, I, I think that that's hard to focus on when you feel alone. Yeah, <laughs> Ooh, that's the first person to say that. 
You know, like I, I and and not to discredit anybody else who's done the um, the black man win, but I don't think anybody has said that part. Like tying into the last question, a lot of people do feel alone, and it's hard to um, even think about trying to break generational curses when you feel alone. It's been at times where I feel alone, mm-hmm. you know, and it's be hard. Like okay, I'm I'm overthinking i'm stressing i'm overstressing then i overeat then i overdo this you know i over we just overdo things or overcompensate for things and um you yeah you you hit it on the nose with that one you you definitely hit it on the nose with that one it's just being alone it's hard for us to change it when you have people who sometimes are snakes and want to just be around you just because yeah and are just fake helping you or just showing you fake love mm-hmm. which in this time right now can really really look like real love yeah you know it can really really look like real love and it gets hard to decipher what true help looks like mm-hmm. and what you know fake help looks like because we're in a we're in a culture where social media and the, the, the camera is just taking up just taking the you know over everything and um it, it's to the point where more people are getting those spaces of being alone and just thinking social media will be yeah. their cult yeah <laughs> and, it, <laughs> and it's sick i think that goes into the fourth question like what can we do better as black men individually uh to help improve our overall community for the next generation um supporting black women oh oh boom god damn it also Creating space for black men, like actual, actual space. Yes. Like um, whether it's community meetings or monthly brunches or creating business network groups in your city um, where black men can get to know other black men and get to learn from other black men, yeah. best practices, um, things that have worked for them. Um, I mean, this is way extreme and down the line, but creating mental health systems for black people, especially black men, getting more therapists, uh, getting more black men to be therapists, so more black men feel comfortable going to therapy. Um, I think, you know, in in the tragic tragic wake of Kobe's death, you know, and we're still mourning. Trust me, a a lot of us are still grieving. Um, I said on my podcast that I think Kobe just opened up a definite, or just rooted a definite um, seed that is going to help so many of us open up. Yeah, I definitely think so. Yeah, I, I mean, I've I've definitely seen, although his passing is devastating. Yeah, I've seen so many black men. Yes, post this person meant so much to me. Yes, this is where I was at. Yes, these are the things that I'm feeling. More than I've seen in a long time, and, a, right? and just be open and radical and unapologetic with it. Yeah. Um, and I and I do think that is, if anything, the silver lining. Although it's like it's it's so hard to find silver linings in the passing of icons and yeah. moguls. Yeah. Um, but if anything, the ripple effect and the amount of black people, especially black men, that can be open and honest to talk about their feelings is huge. Absolutely. Um, and I feel like it's created so many healthy conversations yes. in the black community. Mm-hmm. Outside of that, I don't know if it's all healthy conversations, but in the black community, I've seen so much healthy dialogue. It's been, and it's, and it's, it's been it's, amazing. It's incredible. It's just moving. to see it, just to be in, in it, you know, having our conversations with, 
And with people who really didn't even know Kobe, you know, mm -hmm. maybe not even grew up with him or maybe watched him play, but still felt that empathy, like, damn, like a long lost cousin or yeah. brother, like a long distance cousin, yeah. brother, uncle, yeah. you know, um, just that extended family member is gone. And, yeah. you know, I told people I cried when Nipsey died. I kind of, you know, cried when Juice World died. I mm -hmm. cried when John Witherspoon died, you know, because these were people that I, you know, um, not much, so much Juice World, but Nipsey yeah. and John were, you know, two people that I really, you know, were um, looking up to and watched and listened to. And Kobe was that. Mm -hmm. Kobe was definitely that, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. <laughs> so literally, Kobe, Kobe was that. Yeah. Kobe was, um, for a lot of us, we, we grew up watching him, whether it was critiquing him yeah. or telling him or you know being on his team or you know watching him play or you know just just be like Kobe yeah. you know what I'm saying like we got to keep that we got to keep that that mama mentality alive yeah. man like he and, and it was just so unfortunate like it was just it was just so unfortunate um so what does black men win mean to you what is what is that when you hear the hashtag black men win? Cause I love that. I love what I created with this. <laughs> right? I love the black men win. She loved black men win. I know, I can see it. She loves us. Um what does the hashtag mean? What does the phrase mean? What what does it mean to you? What does it mean for you? Because for me, black men win is every black man is winning. Right? Mm -hmm. In some way, shape, or form. I want to see you win. Mm -hmm. Financially. Spiritually, emotionally, physically, mentally. I want to see you win in every area. Uh, I want to um, see you win in every area. I think um, the phrase black men win, the hashtag black men win. Um, I think it's more of just a mindset of continuing to push for greatness and whatever greatness means to you. Yes. Um, to win means to overcome. Mm -hmm. To win means to battle through. Mm -hmm. To win means to 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 push past adversity. Sir, yes, sir. Um, so I think even just that that phrase of the word win um, in every aspect of the word to see black men do it is is essential. Absolutely. Um, and if black men are ever going to support anybody else, whether it's themselves or women or children, they need they need to win and feel comfortable in themselves Absolutely. doing so. Uh, so that they have the extra space to be able to create that for others. Amen. Um, yeah. Turn up. Well, listen, y'all. This was our first Devontae's <laughs> World Black Men Win video interview with my guy, Fable. Hey. I appreciate you, man. Listen, make sure that you're following us. If you subscribe to my uh, my website, tyronzahicks.com, this will be posted. Uh, make sure that you check out all past uh, Black Men Wing interviews. They are up. Um, if you would like, and if you're in the Grand Rapids area, and if you would like to get a video interview by me, let me know. Who can come back? You know what I'm saying? It's okay. If you got a dog, I love them all. You know what I'm saying? So listen, we out. Peace out. Love and hair grease.